0: Welcome to Mercer's Energy People podcast series. I'm Milan Taylor, Mercer's Global Energy Leader. And this is a series of podcasts exploring uh, the energy transition and the impact it will have on the people risk agenda across the industry globally. But uh, today I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Mercer's Managing Partner for the Gulf States region, Jeff Smith. Jeff has extensive experience and firsthand knowledge of working with global energy multinationals. Jeff, really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us uh, today.
1: Thanks, Milan. Exciting conversation.
0: So, Jeff, before we get into the people and performance uh, elements, what are you seeing and hearing uh, around the energy transition from from where you're based in Houston?
1: So before we get into the transition, um, I think it's important really to kind of bring back the context of how critical energy is to make the world go round. So I read an article, we're we're recording this on uh, Monday the 11th, Um, it was published in the Washington Post uh, over the weekend, talking about the crisis going on, not just in the US, but Europe, Asia, Australia, the UK, around making sure that there is enough energy to drive manufacturing, to heat people's homes, when we talk about energy, we're talking about something that actually makes the world go round every single day. When we throw in the, the energy transition into that, it's, it's a huge complex uh, industry that is going through a tremendous amount of change. So, um, you know, when you talk about energy transition, I would say over the last six months, we've seen a tremendous amount of positioning across the energy. We've seen hundred billion dollar investments in carbon capture, We've seen major players buy filling stations and uh, convenience stores, kind of really preparing for this energy transition that we're seeing. And so, I would say that from a business strategy, all of the traditional energy uh, firms are thinking about energy transition as how do they how do they take advantage of the opportunities and challenges of this transition that we're seeing at the same time making sure that they're still delivering the energy and the fuel that we need to make this world go round. So I, I think you'd see it's a top priority. And I think that that would be evidenced by the earning statements that you see when the CEOs talk about this, it's generally in their opening comments.
0: So Jeff, that sounds like that's a, a pretty big change agenda for for the industry that's, that's underway uh, and, and from, from where you're sitting in North America. But when we when we think about that positioning um, of people performance and then the energy transition, um, what's your sense? Uh, is is that now becoming a priority uh, to to drive performance uh, through change management uh, and and ensure you bring your people along, or or is it too early in the energy transition? What's what's what what are you seeing and hearing in Houston?
1: So I think uh, from an importance perspective, I think it is a a very top priority. Just mentioned the the criticality of the industry and making sure that they get this transition right. And when you think about business, whether you read Harvard Business Review or I recently read an article in the uh, Sloan Management Review talking about alignment of people and business strategy and how important it is, especially when, when there is a lot of a lot of change going on in your industry. And I think that you are seeing that more and more uh, CEOs, CHROs and CFOs making sure that they have the right Workforce skill sets and capabilities to really manage through this transition, while also maintaining the business that they currently have. So, um, when we we are in the process, as you know, Milan, of finishing out a survey/slash poll around alignment of the energy transition and people strategy, and 71% of those respondents indicate that they're expecting a moderate to significant. Change in their business in the next five years because of energy transition, and then when we ask them the question, that I think is really kind of more telling is, how many of you have done a full assessment of your people strategy and your skill sets and the workforce that you need to to make that transition? And fifty five percent said that they had done the analysis, which means that forty five percent had not yet done that analysis. But what I think is even more telling is that is probably a little high. We went to about 20 marquee firms to kind of go through this, and several declined to participate in the survey, and they noted that they had not yet done the analysis because it was too early. So I think that there's a not a disconnect necessarily, but maybe a uh, uh, and I haven't gotten to it yet. So I think the CEOs and the business leaders recognize the energy transition is going to drive their business differently. And they haven't yet gotten to that people strategy from alignment. Again, they, they recognize that the alignment is going to be super important to, to really determine the winners after this transition, but they haven't yet gotten to it. And they, they, they know that they need to um, as quickly as they can.
0: And what's your sense on that people uh, agenda? This is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. This energy transition is going to take 5, 10, 15 years, (laughs) even longer. Uh, And it's changing business models. It's, as you said, talking about new skills. Um, What's your sense um, of how organizations are going to try to bring their people along and and keep them with them uh, through this huge uh, change uh, agenda?
1: So I think uh, just like, we have seen across any industries, people and in the workforce are key to any firm's success. And so, I think we're seeing organizations in the energy industry align around kind of three different business strategy. One that we would call optimize oil, which is really around how can they continue the traditional route of of supplying fuel, natural gas, oil to their um, to their customers and do so in an economic economically viable and um, environmentally conscious way. We're also seeing companies that are going to continue in the traditional uh, business, but also add things like carbon capture into their their portfolio. And then we're seeing firms, what we would call really integrated, which is further integrated where people are gonna do everything. So we're seeing people that were, or firms that were um, primarily focused on extraction of oil and gas um, and other minerals, now focusing on power production and, and delivering fuel to the end customer. And what that really does is create a tremendous amount of diversity in the workforce. And that becomes a challenge for these organizations to manage the workforce because they have, they have, they have um, some of their employees that are focused on building offshore wind farms, and they have others that are focused on making sure that they get the um, excuse me. That they get the uh, the change correct at the register for the for their employees, and that is a very very diverse workforce and a very difficult to manage because I think again they have to have people to make all segments of their business work.
0: And Jeff, um, I wanted to ask you some a question. We're seeing that um, attraction retention is becoming a key uh, challenge for the energy industry. Uh, what are you seeing in
1: this space? I would see that that. That the, we're They're checking the box along with every industry, um, but I think it may be heightened based on the volatility that you've seen um, in their in their industries and workforces over the last several years. So we uh, based on a based on our 2021 um, health and welfare survey 61% of respondents indicate that they've seen an uptick in voluntary uh, resignations and retirements. So we know that the labor force is scarce already. And the industry is having a hard time um, with uh, retaining their current employees. And so I think that is going to, it's a number one priority that, that um, we see from the CHRO is attracting and retaining the talent that they need to be successful.
0: So does, does, does this mean that the uh, use of premium pay uh, in the industry is, uh, uh, days are numbered?
1: You know, I think that's an interesting topic, Milan. So I think there's lots of uh, there's lots of thoughts around um, the pay premium, and so energy has traditionally paid more over and above uh, general industry to attract and retain their employees. But I think that you're not going to see that go away anytime soon. Um, however. The, the the challenge that they have that is gonna probably prevent that from going away isn't just the the industry and the work work that they're actually doing, but the number one challenge that we see from an HR perspective is actually competing with new industries that aren't actually energy. And so there's a lot of high pro high profile companies out there, a lot of technology you read about in the paper every single day that are after the same employees, the engineers, the data analytics folks, the technology uh, workforce that, that energy is going to need. They're now competing with these other industries where that wasn't typically a thing. So I think the, the end of the pay premium is probably further out than we thought maybe two years ago.
0: And Jeff, in in your leadership role, I know you're in contact with a large number of prominent energy players. Um, Can you share a sense of what you think HR leaders in in this industry uh, are are thinking about as their emerging priorities for 2022?
1: So um, I would say something that wasn't on the agenda two years ago that is top of mind now is the resiliency and the mental health of the workforce. So in our um our latest global talent trends from 2021 41 actually excuse me 48 percent of ceos indicated that that is their number one workforce concern is the mental health and uh well-being of their employees and what i think is, is is important of that is that wasn't even on the radar in 2019 so i think you're seeing that and whenever i talk to chros or hr executives that is really a, a top priority of whether that's going to be inserting new things like global EAPs or really just removing barriers or um, hesitancy about interventions and talking about these topics in the workforce. Um, I, I would I would say, or i would I would suggest that this is tied to the safety culture that that pervades the the industry, and there's been many studies that tie uh, safety, uh, with engagement and mental, mental health. And I think, again, I think it's, it's a natural tie for this industry, but that's a topic that you didn't hear a year ago that is now in every conversation.
0: So, Jeff, look, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your insights and your thoughts. Uh, Very clear to me that the energy transition is is reshaping the industry and will do so for some time to come. So uh, we would really love to reconnect with you, perhaps in the early part of 2022, to see how uh, the energy transition is, is shifting the people priorities uh in in your part of the world so we'll hope you'll join us again and for our audience if you'd like to learn more about the energy transition please visit mercer.com energy hyphen industry and stay tuned for our continuing conversations about the energy transition and the importance of getting the people agenda right thank you for listening